subtle skills, big results. Welcome to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Welcome back to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Matt and Garrett here again, as we always show up for you guys, because we love you and we enjoy doing this and it's fun. But we have a great topic today that I brought to the table, so I'm very excited to share it with all of you. Um, if you're tuning in right now and you're like, what in the world am I listening to? You're listening to the Ninja Selling Podcast. You can find more information about Ninja Selling at ninjaselling.com. Matt and I, full-time day jobs as coaches, and you can go and find more about the coaching program. We have an amazing group of coaches. If you want to learn more about that, you can also find it at ninjaselling.com, or you can just search Ninja Coaching. And we also have our Facebook community for the podcast, and I want to in- invite everybody who is not part of that group, whether you love Facebook or not, go check us out there. There's great people, great information, amazing content from like-minded people around the United States. And good morning, Matt. Good morning, Garrett. Man, that's a good intro. That was you. You nailed it on that one, man. I'm gonna record that and just do that one. I just just hit play, <laughs> and then just, I'll just step in behind it every time. Do that one again and again. No, that that's <laughs> awesome, man. I'm pumped about our topic today. Uh, I know you are really pumped about it because you just came off the racetrack. And we always end up talking about cars and analogies of things when you come off the racetrack. And so buckle up, people. Pun intended right there. It's going to be a fun ride today. The puns are just going to keep coming too. The puns. There we go. We got tons. (laughs) I will say, and this is a shout out to my race team. If any of you want to follow a ridiculous race, I will tell you, if you go and you follow this page and you watch the videos, there might be some colorful language because that's what happens sometimes when you're on the racetrack and somebody cuts you off and tries to kill you. Sometimes there's words that come out of your mouth that you were not intending. So if you do choose to go listen to it, warning, I'm just letting you know right now. But if you want to go follow a race team, uh, run CRV, R-U-N. CRV. You can find it on Facebook. Please follow us. It'll alert you whenever we're racing and we do live feeds from inside the car so you can actually watch the car on the racetrack live. If you want to have some fun and enjoy something weird and off the wall. With that being said, we just had a race this weekend, Matt. You did. And it's a 24, it's 24 hour. And your wheel fell off. Yeah, that we're leaving that out. That Yes, that did happen. <laughs> it might or might not have been my fault. Um <laughs> But it was a team effort. It we are owning it as a team that we all could have double checked the torque specs on the wheel itself, uh, which we didn't do. Which, and just so you know, when you don't check the lug nuts and tighten them all up, you will lose a wheel. And yeah, we did recover. We went back out and raced a whole lot more. With that being said, I had a, a moment when I'm on the racetrack. You're in this weird kind of euphoric state out there. You can't think about anything else, but you're just taking in these moments of every turn, every straightaway, every car you're dealing with, which I love it because it's very therapeutic for me because I just get to shut down this weird monkey brain that I have that's running all over the place at a thousand miles an hour. But the race we do is a 24-hour endurance race. So you're on the track literally for two days, uh, two full days. And the whole point of the race is to put as many laps on as possible. And there's cars out there that are faster than you. There's cars out there that are slower than you. But really, the spirit of the race is these cars are not really uh, in the best condition. So the whole thing is, can you get them to survive 24 hours? And most of them do not. Most of them blow up. Most of them have wheels fall off like us. I have literally driven over parts of race car on the track 
because like engine parts have blown up and things that should be inside or outside. The reason I thought this topic came to mind today is I was talking with a coaching client yesterday and they had made the comment of, I've got a lot of business going on right now. I am working really, 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 really hard. And they're looking at the future here and going, I don't know if I can keep up this pace. I don't know if this is a sustainable pace doing all my systems as well as helping out all this business that I've got going on. And I started to think about that as an analogy, Matt, to the race. And the cool part about our, our race is you have lots of different driving types of people out there. All you need is a license, a race car, and safety gear. Those are your three things you need. So like my 16-year-old, well, 18-year-old kid can come and race, and she has no experience being on the racetrack. So while you're out there driving, there are people that are out there for a Sunday drive. They are not trying to push that car to its limits. They're not trying to find out how fast can I get through that corner. They are like what I was the first time I went racing, like, yay, I'm on a racetrack. Woo! We're gonna use, we're gonna switch back and forth here a little bit, but that's like somebody going, like, I got my real estate license. Like, I'm a realtor. Like, I'm doing it. Like, here we go. <laughs> and they're not really pushing extremely hard, but they're putting in some laps. They're getting passed a lot. There's people flying by them all the time. Uh, you have to point people by, by the way, so you can let the faster people go like, just go around me, like keep going. Like I'm not, I'm not as fast as you. There's another group which is on the extreme side and they are aggressive and they're pushing and they're pushing hard. And these poor cars are being what we call overdriven, not underdriven, but overdriven. And there are chunks of tire coming off, literally chunks of tire because the tires are overheating. The brakes are failing on these cars. Uh, they're burning through them all the way down to where there's no brake pads left. The engines are overheating. Like there's all kinds of things going on. And sure enough, those people find themselves in the, in the pits with their crew and the car is smoking, might even be on fire. And the whole crew's running around going, how do we fix this thing? Get it calm down a little bit so we can put it back on the track and have it work. I don't see anybody at that level in real estate right now that they're maybe burnt out to that level. We saw it a while back. I'm seeing glimmers of people that are on the track right now pushing the car that hard that that could be coming up. You all know who you are right now. But there's a third group. And the third group, Matt, is this middle group. And they're pushing the car really hard. They are not overdriving it. They're definitely not underdriving it. They are smooth through the corners. They're smooth on the throttle. They're smooth on the brakes, smooth on the steering wheel. We call light hands. You actually drive, if you're really smooth and you're relaxed on the racetrack, you don't drive with the death grip on the steering wheel. You actually drive with the palms of your hands really lightly on the steering wheel. Everything is smooth. Everything is light movements, light adjustments. And if you do that, you can keep the car out there for a long time, putting in a lot of laps. The driver fatigue is very, very, very low. Overdriving the car, you watch those people get out. They're drenched with sweat and they're exhausted. They're like, oh, I just need, does anybody have any Gatorade? I just need something. I'm dying here. The Sunday drivers, the initial crew that we first talked about, they get out. They could, they could probably go all day long driving like that. I mean, you all know you've been on six-hour road trips. You only need to stop for the bathroom breaks. Like You're like, ooh, that was a long time. <laughs> this middle group, though, are the really high performers. They're the ones that actually win the races. 
they're the ones that are on the podium at the end of the day because they've been out there. They've been consistent. They've been doing all the right stuff and they're not burning themselves out. And when they find that place of getting to that part of we are hurting the car, we're hurting ourselves, we're, they adjust and they find other ways of doing it. And Matt, I just had this moment of clarity yesterday when I was talking with my coaching client where I was like, oh, podcast topic. Like, I want to talk about this because I think we can watch this happen in our businesses. You can watch agents that go through this place of overdriving and you watch them burn themselves out. You might do it sometimes. And then we all know the people that are just going like, I just, I would love to get that award. I'd love to be making that kind of money, but they're just not showing up in a way that's ever going to make those results happen. So Matt, I know this is a lot. I, I hope everybody's still listening out there to my rant and my story, but this is, <laughs> this is what I wanted to talk to you about today, sir, because we watch this all the time and I wanted to see what you thought. Well, I like the concept of overdriving versus underdriving. Because this is something that you can analyze in your business at any point in time to really understand, like, where am I at? And if you step out of the car and you step into your business, it's like, well, what does that look like? Because with the car, you can see the warning lights or you could see the fact that, hey, I haven't had to do a fuel stop, but it's amazing the mileage that I'm getting right now on this racetrack here. I should have needed a bit to refuel at this point. Maybe I could go a little faster. But so if you look at this in your business, a lot of this shows up inside your calendar and your results, right? And I think there's also some confusion that can happen here too, because you can be underdriving, quote unquote, your business, but feel like you're overdriving it because maybe you're on the wrong line, right? Like if you're on a racetrack, you're, you're following the line that's going to be the most efficient. You're trying to hit the turns in the right way. Well, if you underdrive, but hit the worst directions of those turns and everything, and you're always having to do sharp turns and all of these things, you could find yourself in some challenges, even though you're not going fast and you're continually getting passed. So just to add to that, you could be the root that the underdriver that's death grip the steering wheel because they're afraid and they're they're not sure out there. And that will wear you out. So even though you're underdriving, like you can burn yourself out by hitting yeah. the things wrong in track. You're right, Matt. It's a great point. Yeah. So you're kind of like underdriving yourself, but overdriving the vehicle in a way. And so when, when I think about this in your business, and, and I think this is something that happens a lot as we kind of go into the, the third phase of the first quarter, which we are at this moment in time, which is we may have lost sight of the business plan. We're, we're getting kind of caught up in the spring market. We're starting to just do things without paying attention to how we're driving our business. The calendar is not getting set the way that it was in January. And these are the things we need to look at to say, hey, am I, am I overdriving or am I underdriving? We can look at the calendar first and then take a look at your results. A lot of the times you'll see like, I feel like I'm working really hard for not a lot of results. Or you might be thinking, I don't feel like I'm working that hard and I'm not getting the results. So probably underdriving in those scenarios. Or it could be, man, I feel like I'm working so hard, but the results are coming and it's like really good. But man, I'm, I'm starting to feel it like life isn't really happening. That's when we're getting to that overdrive phase. And I think we can avoid burnout, which is a topic we've talked about so much. If we can just kind of take a step back, you know, so when you're out there on the track, Garrett, your team's back there watching you drive, right? They're, they're paying attention to what you're doing. 
professional race car drivers, got spotters and all these stuff. And they have a team that's looking at the periphery for them. Right? When you're in it, sometimes you're just so darn focused on doing whatever is in front of you right now that you don't take the time to look side to side. And that's something that we need to do. I am seeing this happen. And you can start to see when people are, you're going to find out whether they're overdriving or underdriving soon when those weekly planning sessions start to just go away. Right. Yeah. Cause it, and it either goes away because we're too busy or, Oh yeah, I just, you know, I just didn't do it this week. Right. It's like, okay, it could be a sign of either way, but that's, that's the tool that we have in front of us to give that awareness of, well, how am I performing this right now? And am I going at a comfortable pace that's going to provide the results that I want to see while I can have the life that I want to have. So I, I love this analogy, Garrett. And I think these are some tools that can help people start to figure out how does this relate to me and my business, if that makes sense. Well, and I think it's, a, again, where where I like it is, is that overdriving and underdriving, both of those will not get you to a podium. Overdriving could get you to a podium. And again, let's just say I'm using podium as like whatever goal you set. Uh, at a race, it's very simple. The goal is to be on the podium at the end because you get money and a trophy and it's fun. But when, when overdriving or underdriving, those long term won't get you there. One will lead you to burnout. One will lead you just to frustration where you may just throw in the towel and say, hey, I don't know if real estate's for me. I'm not ma- able to make this thing work. There's that middle zone that you got to try to kind of keep yourself in. And you're talking about warning lights, Matt. The overdriver, the warning lights start coming on and they're like, drive it till it blows up. Like, just keep <laughs> on going. But we're just going to keep getting laps in instead of maybe just pulling over or slowing down for a couple laps, trying to go like, let's let this thing cool down. Yes, the radiator's about to blow up. Just slow it down, get some more air in, take it easy a little bit. And those, they're, Nice thing is cars do give you warning lights. Your business, your people, your family, they give you warning lights too. They will tell you like, oh, Matt, Matt hit. Yeah, I know you hit the, the, you hit the sneeze button there. Excuse me. Got the mute button in time. You hit it, but I, uh, yeah, <laughs> but you saw it. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. I, I knew it was coming. The, you're, you have things in your business, in your world that'll give you warning lights and I think that you know when you look, and I'm going to continue this this analogy of this race car, is that when your race car is giving you the warning light every single time you're on the track that it's going to overheat, you need to upgrade some systems. You need to take that car off track. You need to figure out why is the radiator not working? Is our fan on? Do we need to buy an extra fan? Might be an assistant. Do we need to buy something else in here that is going to make sure that this problem goes away? So that we can go out and we can race next time and we don't have to worry about overheating anymore. Uh, In our race that we just did this last time, uh, Matt thankfully pointed out that we had a wheel fall off. (laughs) That was learning something about... Sorry. No, it's it's great, Matt, because it it was a moment for us to learn something about our business, which is the checks and balances part that we don't have in in the team right now. And it's a team of, again, of four guys. And we realized really quick, Okay, a check and balance piece that we need to have as we move forward is when you put a wheel on the car, you hand the wrench to somebody else and say, I just torqued this down. I want you to torque it down. Now go all around the car, check the wheels. Like nothing is ever done once. Everything is going to have a second stage to it to make sure that when we're out on the track, it works and it works flawlessly and it's perfect and we can put those laps down. The minute you... Like for us, that was finding a loophole. 
And in everybody's business where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm maxed out in these areas and you're seeing these warning lights come on, you can either just kind of push through it and hope it goes away, overdriving, or you can sit back and say, okay, how do we make this so this car can go faster? We can have better results. The car is happier in the long run and there's nothing better. You can watch a race team that has a car that's a well-oiled machine. The team is a well-oiled machine. They're all working together and they're just out there putting laps down, just putting laps down one after another. And it's smooth and it's comfortable and they're excited. And, and yeah, at the end of the day, people are celebrating them. People are looking at their car going, man, I can't wait to have a car someday like that guy has. Mm -hmm. And it's just consistency and it's paying attention. And I love racing for me. I mean, I've always been big into racing, uh, at least loving racing. I only started racing back in 2018. But for me, it's like every single time I'm on a racetrack, it, there's just this like moment of like, oh, it's amazing how much all this stuff, getting to success at the end of the day correlates into any business I've ever seen, any success story I've ever seen. It all correlates. I have a whole video I want to do, Matt, about the peace and quiet of a racetrack in the morning compared to the peace and quiet in the racetrack at the night, compared to the craziness where you can't even hear yourself think during the day of the racetrack, it perfectly correlates to a day, a day of a realtor. You have your quiet mornings, you have your quiet evenings where you can take care of things and get some of the personal stuff done and kind of think and clear your head. And then it's race time, fans. Like, we're going. <laughs> I was sitting down on the track with all kinds of stuff going on. Gary, you mentioned these warning lights and I was thinking about, okay, well, what, what are these lights within your business? And I think they're, so warning lights only come on when you're in danger of overdriving though, right? But in your business, this is, you're not doing the things that you enjoy. You're not getting the family time. Uh, sleep may be deprived. You're not getting your exercise in. You're not doing your weekly planning. You feel like you're just managing email requests versus being proactive in your business. Like there's a lot of warning lights that show up that I think maybe as realtors we don't pay attention to, particularly on the personal side of things, that I think are probably the most important warning lights to pay attention to because at that point you can still resolve something. You can still step back and without really having a big impact for your business. Whereas when all the warning lights are on and you have to come off the track and pit, like you're gonna lose laps. You're gonna you're gonna get behind in that scenario. But now it's like, okay, if I'm underdriving, what are the warning lights that exist there, right? And, and how do we identify in your really? Because on the racetrack, the only warning light is everybody's passing you, and your lap times are not good, right? And maybe those are the, the similar transitions over in the real estate business. It's the results aren't there. You know, I'm my hot list and warm list is empty. Uh, I'm having the Ford conversations. You know, I'm I'm doing okay. You know, I'm hitting. You know, maybe it's the leading indicators are are okay. They're not great, but the lagging indicators are basically non-existent, right? And what do we do to solve the underdriving scenario? Just push the accelerator. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think part of it is the accelerator. I think that long pedal on the right. You know, just push that one, guys. Let's go. <laughs> there, there is that part of it where Matt, we watch all the time people that are dreaming of these big successes, and you're like. You got to go do something. Like if I have another conversation with you next week where you're like, oh, yeah, I, I, you know, I tried this and I did that. And, but you know, there, this came up and this came up and I wasn't able to do these things. 
that is somebody who's just not pushing the accelerator. They're not on the gas. They haven't decided to make it. But the awareness of it, I think, is is the key because I think there are a lot of people who feel like they're doing the things. I've been there. There's many things where I'm like, man, like I just want to get this thing going, and I feel like I'm doing things, but I'm not seeing it. But if I step back, if I really look outside, I'm like, I'm really not doing the things. I'm, I'm thinking that I am. I'm setting it up on my calendar maybe, but I'm not really showing up and I'm not doing the things. And so how do we get into that, that third-party view for ourselves to recognize what we're doing and not doing? So first off, I think you need to document what you are doing. Uh, you know, we have in coaching, we use a Monday morning or a weekly meeting agenda that you turn into a coach. You can do that for yourself. Totally. You know exactly what your systems are and you can sit there and check off the boxes. How many people did I talk to? How many notes did I write this week? How many lunches did I have? How many uh, real estate reviews did I do? How many listing appointments did I go on? How many of them were successful? How many of them weren't? I think you know, as, as, a, as a race team, these are the things you're documenting all the time. We pull a car off the track, you check the tire pressure, are the tires overheating, are they overinflated, underinflated to give us the best results. If you don't document it, you don't know. You just go back out going, well, I hope we're going to be okay. You know, there's the other parts of like, you know, again, do we have gas in the car so we can keep it out on the track? You know, there's a gas gauge that'll tell us that, but are we looking at it? It's funny, a lot of people don't realize this, but in high performance tires, even on your own personal cars, there's little arrows along all the side of the tire. And those little arrows are wear indicators. And what they say is that if it's filled just perfectly and it's right for the temperatures on the track and you are driving perfectly, the tire should be wearing all the way down to these little teeny arrows that you have. If anybody has a performance type vehicle, car, not, not a race car, go and look at your tires, the little arrows along the side, all along the tread. You know, you, we look at those as a driver and if you're not wearing down to the corner to these arrows and everything's inflated and right, you could say, I can push this car harder. I can go into the corners harder. I can apply more accelerator. We can, I mean, we can do all kinds of stuff with tires that we're not pushing to their limits. And in your mind, you're going like, I don't think there's more left in these tires. Oh, I can tell you right now by looking at these little symptoms, there's more left in them. This is when you look at all your, your you start documenting in your business all your activities, all your communications, all your stuff, at the end of the week, you can look at it and go, okay, I feel like I'm showing up, but am I showing up? Let's look at the numbers. Man, mm -hmm. this I fell behind and this I was behind and this I was behind. And how could we then set ourselves up? So next week, when we're back out on the track again for the entire week, how can we push this thing so we are hitting these, we're using all these systems, all these tools that we have to the maximum ability of what we have there. Every turn on the track is just like the symptoms on the tire. There's a place that you enter the turn, there's an apex, and there's a place you leave the turn. You maximize those, you go through it really fast and really smooth. You miss those points, and a lot of times you're off in the dirt. <laughs> you're, you're out playing in the weeds if you miss those. Yeah, But that's these are all those little things that I think in your business, you need to start looking at and saying like, okay, I went on 10 listing appointments. My last 10 listing appointments, successes or failures? Did I Was I able to work with those people? Was I able to work with the ones I wanted to work with? Mm -hmm. Let's just start there because not I don't think you should take every listing. And the ones that I wanted to work with, what could I have done differently? Were there pieces in here that I could have added or things that I wish I had on hand that I could have shared that maybe would have helped them see my value? 
Or are there things that maybe I oversold? Maybe I talked about myself too much. You know, maybe I, it wasn't about them. Maybe I, there's things I need to adjust here. And the more you can document and analyze, this is where you get fast. Does that answer your question yet? Yeah. You know, that's a great point. I think it does, particularly from an underdriving uh, standpoint, is if you don't document, then you're not going to really be able to assess whether... Because I think sometimes we can get caught in the trap of thinking, I'm trying really hard. I'm trying to drive this car as hard as I can, but I'm not seeing the results. And it's like, well, you might be under under driving in a certain way, or, or maybe you're just not seeing something in terms of how you're handling the track. And so documenting what you do, oh gosh, so outrageously important and documenting the leading indicators for managers and brokers out there too, setting your agents up for success in this, making it easy for them, holding them accountable and tracking those numbers makes a massive difference. I mean, Garrett, for us as coaches too, that plays into every single coaching call. It's hard to get on a coaching call if there's no numbers to say, hey, what's going on? They're like, well, I know, I don't know why I'm not seeing anything. And we immediately go into, well, what are you doing? Yeah. Let's talk about how are those conversations going? How many people are you talking to? Who are you talking to? Which sections of your database are you paying attention to? What's the hot list and warm list look like? These are all the things that if we're paying attention to them throughout the weeks, we can understand why we're not seeing the results. Similarly, same scenario where we're not paying attention to that, but the results are there, but we feel like we're running like with a chicken with our head cut off. To figure out how are we overdriving this, we need to say, let's go back and see what are the leading indicators look like? Who are we talking to? What are the conversations with us? What's the hollis and wormless look like? Because that's going to help us understand because it'll lead to why we're not doing those things. It'll lead into the activities we're doing instead of those things, which then we can resolve the under or the overdriving of the business, which will help a lot of things on the back end. Yeah. And the more I'm sitting here thinking about this, Matt, you would look at like the basic Ninja 9. When it comes to creating business, that's about the simplest system for like fast lap times. It's like, be consistent with that. That's the smooth driving, talking to 50 people, two lunches, two real estate reviews, notes going out, checking our hot and our warm list. This is smooth driving is what we're doing. Being consistent with that. Every once in a while, I'll watch somebody. It's like, I'm going to crank my business up. I'm going to talk to 100 people a week, 150 people a week. I'm going to do 10 real estate reviews this week. You know, <laughs> We're going to hammer out just for a while. And then they burn themselves out on it. It's like, okay, great. You, you did overdrive this thing for a little bit here. And you can get away with it for a little bit. But it's not a long-term solution for long-term success. The long-term solution for long-term success is finding this way that we can be consistent. We could be out there for a long time. You know, we're not burning things up. And I can do two real estate reviews very comfortably every week. Can I go like, I can get more if I did 10? Yes, but you could also have the wheels fall off the car in a couple of weeks because you burned yourself out of like hitting it hard on this. I can do a, a, an open house every single day. That is an option for me. There's a certain point that it's like, I'm not having fun. This is wearing me out. I'm not following up with all these people. I got too much stuff going on, but I'm going to keep doing open houses. There's a certain point that it just it, it blows up. So I look at the Ninja 9 and say, in the, in the aspect of creating business, that's your smooth racer. You know, Consistently out there doing the right stuff. It'll give you fast lap times. You can consistently do this long term. Yeah, man. I, again, I, Matt, I appreciate you kind of running down this yeah. <laughs> vision that I had. Yeah, no. <laughs> 
No, this is great. I, I appreciate you bringing this up. It's always fun when you get back from racing and we have some good analogies to uh, apply into the real estate space. I think it's a good break from just like talking just real estate all the time. Having these analogies, I think, you know, for some of you, maybe this didn't land as well as, Matt. you know, we thought it would, but for some of you are like, but for some people, they're like, man, this was the clarity I needed. It landed perfectly. It landed perfectly. <laughs> and before Matt wraps this up, if you want to go follow the race team, there's nothing. You don't need to sign up for anything. Just you can just go follow us, run CRV. If you choose to see what that world, my world's like in that area, it is hysterical. We'd love to have you on that journey with us. One more thing to follow. I always find watching videos of racing from the in-car view is like way more boring than you think. No offense. Oh no! It, because when you're in the car, you're like, "This is great," but like on the video, it's like. Oh, until something happens. Then you're like, whoa, something happened, right? The watch time, I was looking at the the analytics of our video that we put out. Average watch time was three seconds. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, there's a car driving down the road. It's like, yep, they're racing. Even when you watch NASCAR, and I do enjoy watching car racing, like the in-car view when there's like no other cars around is like the worst, right? But then you got the aerial view and you can see everybody moving around. Now, on the tracks that you run on and some of the tracks you'll see in like, you know, racing other than NASCAR, where they're not just going in a circle, those can be more fun because those guys are going really, really fast. Like, I love watching rally car racing. There is nothing more exciting from an in-car view than a rally car race because you literally can't see anything. But when you're in-car on a wide-open track, you're just like, I don't understand. Until you get in the car and you're like, I totally understand. I will say this. The way we have the camera set up, it's an actual phone we use to go to Facebook Live. I can see the commentary and I can interact with it while I'm driving. So if any of you do turn into it and you want to type <laughs> in a comment, it'll show up in front of me where I can see it. And you can try to distract Garrett while he's racing. <laughs> you could totally do it because I do glance up at it. And it's one of the worst things you could ever do is take your eyes off the racetrack when you're at speed. <laughs> but yeah, I do try to interact with it. <laughs> So <laughs> I love it. Well, Garrett, thanks for bringing the topic. Glad that you guys had um, a fun time racing and that everybody came back safely, particularly your buddy who was in the car when the wheel fell off. But these things happen on a racetrack. Everybody is good. That's why waste racetracks are wide open and there's lots of runoff area so that you can do those things safely. Thank you guys, the listeners, for tuning in and exploring this topic with us. We have some good guests coming up. A few of you had mentioned in the Facebook group that you're looking for guests, and we do have some guests lined up, and we are going to line up even more. There's a few that we said we were going to have on last year that we haven't had on, mostly due to logistic planning issues. We just haven't been able to sync calendars to get some people on, but we're going to do our best to get even more people on in 23 so that you can hear from other ninjas, other people who are affiliated with Ninja to help you guys boost up your business. So thank you guys for tuning into this. If you want to learn more about Ninja Selling, obviously head over to ninjaselling.com, join our Facebook group on Facebook, the Ninja Selling Podcast, and we will catch you on the next one. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you, everyone. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like more, visit us at the ninjaselling.podcast.com. There you will also find links for more information about Ninja Selling and coaching. Have an incredible day.